welcome to our God's Word for today devotional. We'll move now to Easter chapter 3, verses 1 to 6, and we pray that this story of Easter and Mordecai, how God silently had and had orchestrated everything that his presence and his power um, are shown in the way he dealt with the Jews through this two individuals, Mordecai and Easter, in this story. Easter chapter 3, verses 1 to 6. After these things, King Ahasuerus promoted Haman the Agagite, the son of Hamidatha, and advanced him and set his throne above all the officials who were with him. And all the king's servants who were at the king's gate bowed down and paid homage to Haman, for the king had so commanded concerning him. But Mordecai did not bow down or pay homage. Then the king's servants, who were at the king's gate, said to Mordecai, Why do you transgress the king's command? And when they spoke to him day after day, and he would not listen to them, they told Haman, in order to see whether Mordecai's words would stand, for he had told them that he was a Jew. And when Haman saw that Mordecai did not bow down or pay homage to him, Haman was filled with fury, but he disdained to lay hands on Mordecai alone. So as they had made known to him the people of Mordecai, Haman sought to destroy all the Jews, the people of Mordecai, throughout the whole kingdom of Asterius. Mordecai was not only a good father to Easter, but he was a man of strong conviction. It happened that King Asterius had promoted Haman the Agagite, the son of Hamidatha. So he, he was not a Persian. He was from the tribe of Agan. So he advanced him, or the king advanced him, and set his throne above all the officials who were with him. All the king's servants who were at the king's gate bowed down and paid homage to Haman, for the king had so commanded concerning him. So this promotion had fueled Haman's pride. It's dangerous, really, to promote a wicked person like Haman. This authority was so overwhelming for him that it made him very proud, haughty, or arrogant. He became very egotistical or he was self-centered. He loved the praise of men. He loved that he's going to tour around and people will bow down to him. As Solomon warned us in Proverbs 25 verse 27, it is not good to eat much honey nor is it glorious to seek one's own glory. Yes, too much of everything, too much of power, blessings, promotion, authority might be very dangerous also to us because without our knowledge, we are dragged into a situation. We are carried by the power of, power of authority and riches and promotion that we become very proud. And that's the beginning of our destruction because even Solomon said, pride comes before destruction. And he was also a very wicked ruler too. Solomon had warned that when the wicked grew, the people grown. He was very self-centered. There was no doubt about it. 
So all the king's servants who were at the king's gate bowed down and paid homage to Haman every time he would pass by. For the king had commanded concerning him. But there was one guy who did not bow to Haman or pay homage to Haman. It was Mordecai. The king's servants took notice and they confronted him saying, Why do you transgress the king's command? So they kept on asking. Mordecai did not bother. Mordecai kept silent. But they were very persistent until Mordecai told them the reason behind. He said that it is because he was a Jew. So what does this mean? It means that everything about being a faithful Jew, it implies that as a faithful Jew, he believes and he fears on the God of the Jews, Yahweh. He stood to what a faithful Jew fears and believes. According to Moses, in Exodus chapter 20, verse 2 to 6, this was the law of God. I believe this was what Mordecai was thinking about when Moses said to the people of God as he received this from the Lord, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You shall, not, you shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself a carved image or in the likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them or serve them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers of the children to the third and the fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing steadfast love to thousands of those who love me and keep my commandments. So Mordecai was true to the belief that there is only one God and we are going to also, that they are going only to worship this one God, Yahweh. There is no other God except Jehovah or Yahweh. So the servants told Haman and when Haman heard it, he was filled with fury. He was very angry. This caused him to hate the Jews. He then harbored a personal vendetta to destroy all the Jews, the people of Mordecai, throughout the whole kingdom of Ahasuerus. So he had now this evil plan, and wicked desire to destroy or to kill or annihilate all the Jews in the kingdom. Now we ask this question, did Mordecai know the cost for standing strong on his convictions? Perhaps, I believe he knew. But one thing for certain, Mordecai sought to follow his convictions to stand and to do for what is right, not for convenience or comfort. Otherwise, he could have followed the crowd. He could have followed anyone else just to bow down in order not to, to steal any trouble or create any trouble among his people. But what is right What's the truth stood up that it was more important to Mordecai to honor God, not to dishonor God by compromises. We can see this story also in the lives of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that when the king also asked them, everyone in the kingdom, 
to bow down before the image of the king when they were captives in Babylon. Everyone bowed down except the three, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And it turned out that it became a blessing because the Lord used this crisis to prove that he was really the true God. And the same story here that you can see in Easter, the God of Mordecai, the Yahweh and Jehovah is the true God. Oh, let, let it be that we'll be men and women of convictions. Let it be that we will be gentle and tender, but we must be also strong at the same time. We must also stand for what is right and what is true in the Bible. Let us honor and exalt God and not put God into shame and embarrassment. Even today, may God help us. Let us pray. Father, we pray that you will be like Mordecai, that will not be intimidated by the power of men and the threatenings of men. Help us not to be like Haman, very proud and arrogant. Help us, Lord, that we will stand for what is true in your word. Lord, we pray that we will honor you in everything that we do, Lord, and not to discredit and dishonor you in the way we portray our faith and belief, Lord, in the marketplaces and wherever we are. Father, it's only by your grace, it's only by your power that we can do this. And Lord, we know that there are, so, there are always consequences when we stand for what is right. But help us to have the joy that we can really uh, resonate with what the disciples said when they said, when they were persecuted, that he counted it worthy to suffer for the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. They were suffering not because of their own stupidity, but because of their faithfulness in following the Savior. And maybe, Lord, that we will be men and women who are like the disciples and Mordecai and even like Sedrach and Abednego and Misael. We pray to Father that these words will stay in our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you.